Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Como va mean? Anybody know? Manfield should know. Yeah, I know Manfield. we've done this before, but none of us remembered. It literally translates to listen to how and is really just the beginnings of a few lines that make up the song's chorus. So kind of it's like it's like saying what's up is the incredibly brief Google translation I got. Um it is high noon in the District of Columbia. It's always high noon for Jeff Walker. Mm-hmm. I, I I want to his favorite drink, uh, bees. If our friend Mike Beasley from MGM National Harbor is listening, I want odds on a parlay. You know the parlay I would put in right now. What's that? The enemy gets hired before the weekend starts, before before Saturday. The enemy. Where will you find that parlay at? Well, Who's offering that? I haven't even. Giving you the parlay part of this yet. That's a straight bet. The enemy gets hired before Saturday. And Dan has agreed to sell for the end of March. I think that that's going to be some uh, probably a minus 690. Minus? Mm-hmm. No way. I think that's plus. The second part of that parlay, that's a minus. That's, that's, that's out there already. There's p- not according to Charles Gasparino. Man, Charles was a <laughs> little confusing. To you, choose, choose your words. He was here. a little confusing when I was listening to him. He talked in circles, and when people talk in circles, I cut them off. I stop believing in what they're saying. Let me ask you something. Charles Gasparino, Fox Business, this morning reports. Can I just as can I say something as a guy that? used to be a reporter or plays I, I don't know what the hell I am anymore but when you lead a tweet with scoop in all caps probably not much of a scoop man yeah if you want to say new or sources okay I get it but the scoop in all caps I always or find paid to say anytime I break news I have never once done scoop before it and I've I don't think many people put scoop. I've done it enough that I have a bit of a track record. So, Charles Gasparino writes, Scoop! Word from owners who attended last week's Super Bowl was that if Jeff Bezos wants to buy the Commanders, the team is his, just given how the math works. If the you know why, you know why <laughs> that's coming out now? Because that number is not where people want it, so you want to get Jeff involved. Jeff will come in and beat the number, but he's not going to come in and blow it out the water. He's a businessman. Let me read the rest of this. If the price is $7 billion, league requires 30% cash. Not a lot of potential bidders have that. More bidders, in addition to Josh Harris of Harris Blitzer, will be kicking the tires in the coming days, I am told. Again, word from owners that they see Bezos sitting out initial rounds and then topping the bids and pricing the field out. Story developing. In other words, we didn't want to sell to him, but now we're trying to get a price so we'll sell to him. 
I'm going to read the first sentence of this scoop again, and then I'm going to ask uh, Jim Andrew Mullins the 10th to, to chime in. Word from owners who attended last week's Super Bowl was that if Jeff Bezos wants to buy the Commanders, the team is his, just given how the math works. If he wants it. If he wants it. Given how the math, it is the math that he's the richest dude being linked to it? <laughs> what do you hear, Landini? Uh, they're trying to get somebody to come in and, and overbid everybody else because the sale price they're not thrilled with. Not thrilled with the interest they've got so far. Let me throw some numbers out there, Justin. What if they went for 5.45, didn't they? No, 4.65. Broncos. Broncos did. 4.65. Let's say somebody come in and say 5. Nobody else put over 5. If Jeff rolls in, he's not going to come in and say 7. He's going to say 5.1, 5.2. He's not jumping to seven. You don't become one of the top five richest people in the world by just throwing away money. And then all of a sudden, scoop, okay? All of a sudden, so the story changing in another week. It changes every time he says something, which means that he's been so are told what to say. I I don't know this. My opinion. I don't know this, but I can't imagine Bezos is reaching out to people to say, hey, let him know I'll go to seven. Right? No. I could imagine those on behalf of the sale Saying, hey, let's try to get this thing to seven. Yeah. Hey, we're stuck at 5.7. Imagine the question. The guy, we're, the, the guy we're selling this thing for, he was expected seven. If you're trying to sell your house and someone told you you can get seven, let's say seven million, they roll in and the highest bid is sitting around 5.7. You pay 800000 for it. Okay. Now it's at five point something. You heard you could get seven, but nobody is bidding that. You walking away from that deal? No. Now you're gonna try to push it. Well, I, I recall somebody saying they'll pay seven for it. Somebody might be swayed by and say, okay, five point eight. Still ain't at seven. And I think at the end of the day, you look at what you paid and what you're about to get, and you understand that. <laughs> We're in. I'm in a game now with people that has more than me. They're not going to be swayed by this because this is what they do on a regular basis. Yeah, I don't think we should. I, I think our stance all along has been nothing is over until it's a ratified document. Yep. Until... Whoever has to notarize it, notarizes it. The NFL approves it. Nothing is over. Mm -hmm. But if you're telling me this dude Josh Cosman from the New York Post, business reporter from the New York Post says, there's only two bidders and the sale isn't going well. And 
and that Jeff Bezos might be interested in Seattle, which is something I reported a month ago. It's possible this thing lands at 5.8. Yeah. And you know what? That's still an outrageous profit for Dan. Right. Let's say he's got another billion in debt. So he's $1.8 billion in the hole, and he sells it at 5.8 or 5.5 yeah. or 5 flat. It's more than what you walked in it with. By $3 billion. Mm-hmm. $3 billion with a B. B-b-b-billion. The, the Eric dude, and that's my dude right there. Did he do the interview a, a while after that parade? Because he was enjoying himself, too. It is. I, I am switching gears back to the enemy. It is interesting if he flew here last night after the parade. <laughs> you get up a little high. That's got to be private. Yeah, I just tell you, drinking before you get on the plane, you feel differently on the plane than you did when you weren't on the plane. You've experienced that before. I have. I've had a drink on a plane before. No, no. Having a lot before you get on it. <laughs> and then when you get up, you realize that you should have waited a little bit instead of just having all that because it changes the whole mindset. I think the more we hear about question for you. Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm. Depending what you believe, I think there's something called like the Bloomberg Billionaires Index. There's Forbes has their own, whatever you want to look at. His net worth is certainly over $100 billion. Yes. And by most accounts, closer to $125 billion. A lot of money, brother. If you're Jeff Bezos and this thing came up for sale in November, November, mm-hmm. November, December, January, now we're... Halfway through February. Yeah. And you're going to offer $7 billion and blow everybody away? Not that much. Just just hang on. If we're going to believe this theory that he's going to offer $7 billion and blow everyone away, mm-hmm. why wait? Because you know what's going to happen? Well, it's kind of like when you're at an auction, Jay. You know, you know you're about to buy it and everybody's bidding. You want to just – it's like showing the clout. And then like you're bidding for something. They're like 4,000, 4,200, 4,400. You say, going once, going twice. You say 5,000. Sure. But you don't say 7,000. I, I hear that. But that auction doesn't have a date where your product starts to take a hit because of the lack of ownership. Like, they're up against it. We're inside of a month till the new league year. Mm-hmm. We're less than a month till the tampering period opens. You you've got to figure some of the decisions they're going to make here in releasing players. What have we heard over and over and over again? Budget, yeah, budget, yeah, budget, word. budget. It's a word no one in my home likes to hear. Mm-hmm. Budget. They break it anyway, so don't worry about it. B. If if Bezos was going to come in and. Buy this thing 
you're about to hire a new offensive coordinator. Some of these potential candidates out there were talking to new head coaches. Mm-hmm. If you're one of the richest men in the world, would you be waiting around? No. I have. That's why I'm still. Jeff Bezos is building a rocket to the moon. Does he seem like a guy that waits around on stuff? That's why I'm still. I don't. We we see the mystery uh, bitter in different ways. You think it could be just a made-up thing? I think it could be Bezos. I just think if if you're Jeff Bezos and you want this team, you would have bought it already. Yeah, but I think Jeff is uh, Jeff has made enough money to where he's in a position where you're not going to dictate to me and tell me what the hell I'm going to do and how I'm going to do it. Totally. At the end, I'll come in with a price if I want it. If I don't, to hell with it. But all this talk about he's going to have to sell this if they're going to – that dude don't care about all that. And just like you stated, if I don't buy one in Washington, D.C., I could damn sure go to Washington State. Same logo according Same, to the Commander's still, Coffee Cup. Still going to be the NFL, right? Probably a better team, better situation. Hey. I don't have to build a stadium. Hey. I don't have a fan base where half of them hate me. Well, here's perhaps my concluding thought right now, anyway, on Bezos. When I was a boy, Landfill. Uh, some argue that you still are. When I was younger. <laughs> when I was eight. When I was 10. When I was 12. 13, even. Coming of age. Mm. The people of this city, by and large, mm-hmm. just rooted for the Orioles. Uh, yeah. It's what we did. Yeah. There was an Orioles team store at Farragut Square. I can't stress that enough for people that don't understand how big of a deal the Orioles were here. They moved the Orioles from Memorial Stadium to Camden Yards in part because it was the farthest south part of Baltimore and it was right on 95. So it was really easy for people from D.C. to drive up there. All right? Mm-hmm. Baseball to D.C. Until, let's give, I, I know that Lerner didn't directly bring them back, but the Lerner family was a huge part of getting baseball back to D.C. Yeah. And we sent our condolences to the Lerner family and in, in, in the passing of Ted Lerner. But for probably two decades, at least a decade that I remember, any time, hey, uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates won a new stadium, Cincinnati Reds. The Atlanta Braves, the yep. L.A. Angels, yep. San Diego Padres. Anytime somebody needed a new stadium, you know what kicked up? Baseball's moving to D.C. Mm-hmm. Hey, get some fresh paint on RFK Stadium. We're getting a team. I grew up, I grew up playing basketball at Lindbrook, at Lindbrook Park damn near every day. And I would hustle home no matter what by 645 to watch George Michael in the Channel 4 News, mm-hmm. Channel 4 Sports. Be George and Jim Vance arguing with each other, and it, it, it was my it was my childhood. It, it mattered. Every couple months, man. Every couple years, George would be talking about baseball coming back to DC. Mm-hmm. And you know what that served as for every other owner in every other city? It was just a way to get things moving to get what they wanted done. Are we going to just this team will be moving? And I just wonder. Who is the greatest stalking horse candidate available right now? <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Well, he owns the post. Well, he's bringing 
Amazon HQ2 to Crystal City. Mm-hmm. Got a dope-ass house in Calorama. Mm-hmm. Of course he wants to buy the Commanders. His girlfriend went on CNN and talked about how she football. likes football. Yeah. If he wanted to buy the Commanders, he, he would have bought the Commanders. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's still happening. I'm not ruling it out. But this assumption that last minute Bezos comes out of the woodwork, maybe it'll happen. But it's entirely possible they're just saying this to try to get the price up. Oh, it's entirely impossible that if he does come out, the it's not the price that they keep saying. This could just be the Seattle Mariners wanting a new stadium mm-hmm. and sending a, a a delegation, they would call it, to look at the prospects of baseball returning to D.C. Mm-hmm. Be wary what you hear, man. Be wary what you hear. When we return, huge game in College Park tonight. Terps, Boilermakers. Bleep you, bleep you Thursday starts at 1 o'clock. I'm going to give out some early bleep yous for this game tonight. The 8-foot-tall freak Purdue has, bleep you to him. Their head coach, Matt Painter, apparently grumpy about Maryland fouling the 8-foot-tall guy too much. He can't shoot free throws? Bleep you. Teach him how to shoot free throws. Jeff Ehrman, best Terps reporter out there, joins us next. Hey, you suck. We're going to beat the hell out of you and you and you and you. All right, enough of me singing. Time to get to the BetQL oh, guest line. Maybe shouting. Yeah, there you go. But my voice seems kind of back. It was earlier. Yeah, we're getting there. At the beginning of the show. Now Might it's be back gone. to where it was. Might be gone by the end of the night. Our guy, Jeff Ehrman. Nobody does it better than Ehrman on the University of Maryland beat. You can follow him at Jeff underscore Ehrman, E-R-M-A-N-N. You can check out the website, InsideMDSports.com. Jeff, I know you are probably busy as hell Thank you for making time for us on a game day. How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. I appreciate you guys having me. Um, anytime, man. What get get everybody up to speed because I feel like people are just turning their brains off from football to college hoops. So get everybody up to speed on tonight's game for the Terps and this Purdue team that I'm really starting to hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's the biggest game of the year to date. Obviously, the highest ranked opponent coming into. Xfinity Center all all season produced number three in the AP poll, uh, despite two losses in the past three games. You know, they're wow. 23 and three overall. Um, Maryland's won five of the past six games. You know, it's, it's a hot streak that actually started at Purdue. Maryland was really struggling. And about three and a half weeks ago, they had a, you know, they put together a really strong comeback at Purdue, fell three points short, but I think that gave them a boost and, and a little more confidence. And they've played really well since then. So, you know, and right now they're projected as a number eight seed in the NCAA tournament, and this is their best chance to give that a big boost with the rest of the schedule being kind of the, the bottom dwellers of the Big Ten. What's the biggest challenge for them tonight against Purdue? The eight yeah, foot it's the same free. thing as everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always say he looks like a creative player from when you know when you used to make your own guy on video <laughs> games. He just doesn't. He doesn't look real at all. Seven uh, four. You know, Dang. probably the national player of the year. Twenty two points, thirteen rebounds a game, sixty two percent shooting. So that's the same challenge for everybody. Maybe a bigger challenge for Maryland than most people who play Purdue because they don't have a lot of size. You know, their center Julian Reese is. 6'9", you know, a little bit more of a finesse guy right now, although he's played a lot tougher recently. And then after that, you don't really have 
big bodies, you know, it's a pretty small team. So I assume you'll see Caleb Swanton Rogers, who's a seven foot freshman who hasn't played a lot, but they've had to trot him out when you're going against guys like Edie and, and Hunter Dickinson. So he'll come out and give you some fouls and, and hopefully for them, some good defense. And, you know, that's the biggest thing. I think obviously the biggest challenge for anybody who plays them last time they played, uh, no one else on Purdue's roster scored in double, double figures. So he's, he's the, the big ticket. Um, I, I want to ask you about Matt Painter, who I cannot believe is complaining about the, the way the refs <laughs> treat this Edie kid. B- B- if a dude looks at Edie sideways, they call him for a foul. I've never seen a big man get more protected. Yeah. I'm not even talking about just Maryland. Just <laughs> any time I watch him play, if somebody sneezes in his general direction, it's a technical. But anyway, um, let's start with. I I don't know I don't know how this is going to go for Maryland tonight. You know who I'm going to be rooting for, but this is a tough matchup, especially with. Purdue coming off some losses. That Northwestern loss, I think, is is, is not helping the Terps. But I, this is more for me when I'm filling out my brackets in a month or whatever. I don't think Purdue's yeah. guards are very good. Yeah, I don't like them in March for the same reason. I mean, you never know. They've been great all season. I think Painter is one of the most underrated coaches in the country. He just gets results every year without Except really recruiting a lot of highly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but he's had some good March runs. He's had his share of Sweet 16s and Elite Eight mixed in there. Like recently, he's done pretty well. He hasn't made that one signature Final Four run, but uh, he, he hasn't been bad in March either. And so, you know. Uh, the thing about Edie is any any team, anytime you have a guy like that, he's going to get hit. Any anytime you, you know you see it in high school too, the big guys are always going to uh, take more hits than other guys, and they're not going to get every foul call. But he also delivers a lot of blows. But mm-hmm. I think the thing for Maryland is just you know you have to like them based on the home court advantage. They've, they're, they're the only team in the Big Ten that hasn't lost a conference game at home. They've won ten straight, dating back to last year in the Big Ten. You know, the fans, as you know, and, and you guys are a part of this, are fully on the bandwagon now with Kevin Willard and what he's done. So it's it's going to be electric. Uh, in terms of them in March, yeah, it's, it's really tough to pick a team without star guards. You know, their point guard's a freshman. Uh, wasn't super highly rated. Braden Smith, he was the Indiana Player of the Year, but he wasn't a blue-chip recruit. So as we all know, you know, March is usually dictated by those impact guards. They don't have them. You know, I won't be surprised if they make a run just because of how good they are collectively. You know, rebounding, they give up the fewest offensive rebounds in the country. They hardly foul at all. They're one of the top teams in terms of not fouling, which will be interesting tonight because that's been a big part of Maryland's success lately has been getting to the free throw line really consistently. But, yeah, I I don't – it'd be tough to pick them to go to the Final Four just based on kind of the – generic overview of their guards. Well, I thought Maryland had a lot of success when they played last time, just when they, they put a little pressure on them and the guards seemed to kind of not love the pressure. Um, you, you mentioned something there about this being a big game and the crowd being all locked in. What on who the hell decided to make this a six thirty tip off? <laughs> Do they know? TV like, people. Like, dude, Whoever's in Indiana does not understand what traffic is like in D.C. At all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's always a big challenge for Maryland. People get mad at me, actually. I'm sure you've seen on Twitter. I'll I'll tweet a photo of the place half empty five minutes into a game. And that's usually the answer. And, you know, I can't I can't knock that answer. It's tough. You know, Beltway's brutal. 630 p.m. tip is really tough, especially if you're coming from Baltimore or, you know, somewhere in Northern Virginia or somewhere like that. I mean, uh, but yeah, it was a TV decision. There's a women's game on at eight thirty, And so 
you know, I, I assume it'll probably be a little bit of a late arriving crowd. Yeah, I, I mean, I hope not. I hope to be incorrect. Um, we're <laughs> talking with Jeff Ehrman from Inside Maryland Sports. You can give him a follow at Jeff underscore Ehrman, E-R-M-A-N-N. All right, Matt Painter, Purdue coach, number three team in the land. I mean, they are loaded. As much as I'm poking fun at, at Edie, he's he's really developed as a player. Um, Painter's whining about what now? Well, his biggest thing is he thinks that Edie gets hooked and held a lot. You know, that's a new emphasis, the hook and hold call that they've added the past year or two. So they think that he had a complaint in the Northwestern game. I think he said a couple of Northwestern players were locking arms at the free throw line to set a screen on him, which is illegal. But, you know, guys are always going to play these games, and, uh, you know, I'm sure it'll work. I'm guessing he'll get a good whistle tonight, and Maryland will be really challenged to throw bodies at him again because of the size disadvantage. You know, the backup center, Patrick Emelian, 6'7", so, you know, he won't probably play center at all. That's just, you know, even even Swan Roger, who's 6'11", looked like he was 6'5", next to Edie last time, so... You know, Purdue Payne is one of those guys, just like Tom Izzo does the same thing, maybe even more so. They're all going to work to work the refs, and, you know, that'll be an interesting angle to watch tonight. Edie is 7'4", 300 plus. I mean, it's, I can understand if he was like 240 and looking like a rail, but he's not a rail. He can handle himself. They don't need to complain about him. If he, if he get hit, just hit somebody back. You know these coaches are going to go for every advantage they can get, <laughs> B-Mitch, especially when that's your meal ticket. I mean, he's – yeah, he's he's the engine behind the whole thing. There's probably there's definitely, I would say, not another team in the country that relies upon one player as heavily as they do. So the game is the game, right? Yeah, Dude, I'm, maybe go. He hit seventy some percent from free throw line. He, I mean, he's better than what Shaq was doing, right? I, I, dude, what yeah, is- and he's taken uh, he's taken the most free throws in the Big Ten. I think it was third most among power conference players this wow. season. Yeah, poor guy never gets a call. Um, what That's about right. sending? Maybe this is silly, but what about trying to get him in foul trouble? Like letting go at it. Jameer Young just attack the rim on. Maybe that's silly. I, I'm asking you, but like maybe try to flip this upside down a little bit. Yeah, I mean you've got to try that. Uh, you got to try to get in transition. Purdue's been really good at not fouling. I think they're, you know. They're top five nationally in free throws allowed, so they play really good defense without fouling, kind of like Wisconsin's always been known to do. But you have to try to get you know get at him, and then also get in transition. I think is the biggest thing. That's where Maryland has a big advantage, and you know it's going to be tough for them to score in the half court, especially given their three point shooting struggles that continue yeah, game after game. So. <laughs> Uh, some turnovers, I think, would be the biggest key there. They want to force some turnovers and get some transition looks rather than trying to, you know, hunker down in the half court. The fallacy of that self-fulfilling prophecy of like, oh, we we just play really good defense, but we don't foul, is once you yeah. get that reputation, you could just foul and they don't call it because yeah. it's like yeah. in your head, yeah. like, oh, these guys play really good defense and Absolutely. don't foul. It's a joke. Um, I do want to talk a little football. Last thing on tonight's game. I haven't even looked at the line. You know the line, Jeff? What is it? Yeah, it's Purdue by one and a half. Hmm, that's a little stinky, right? Yeah. Shouldn't that be three and a half or four? Yeah, I was a little surprised by that. I thought oh, three and no. a half, something like that. But that home court, when you oh, when no, you win night. pretty much every game at home, it's going to factor in. <laughs> Make it nine o'clock, you idiots. <laughs> I, I can't. I, of all the things that bother me, the 630 tip-off is absurd. Um 
What are their chances to win tonight? Terps. Uh, you know, that's interesting. I haven't looked at the various sites that do percentage predictions and projections and things like that. But, uh, you know, I th- it, the line pretty much says it's a 50-50 game. It looks like a 50-50 game to me. Maryland had a great shot last time. I mean, they, they were down by 14 points, came all the way back. Uh, despite, you know, Jameer Young's worst game, I think, of the season, maybe. He was 4 of 18 and 0 of 6 from 3. They still managed to nearly pull that off. Uh, they're much better now than they were then, and they're at home. So you have to like their chances. Okay, um, real quick, let me ask you this one. Loxley and the football team hired Kevin Sumlin as they gave him some great title, assistant, associate head coach, whatever it may be. Uh, I remember Sumlin at Texas A&M getting the biggest recruits in the country, just full of swag, Johnny Football, Kyler Murray, all that. How much could Sumlin help and, and how quickly? I think it's a good hire. You know, people, a lot of people, especially Texas A&M and even more so Arizona fans, because obviously uh, did not go well there for him, kind of have mocked the hire. But you're not hiring him as a head coach. You know, people, you're hiring a guy who had great success and some downtimes as a head coach for basically a position coach job. You know, he's tight ends coach. He's co-offensive coordinator, but I don't think he'll be calling the plays. So, you know, I think it's a good hire. It's a guy who's got great experience. You know, Johnny Manziel, obviously under him, had one of the best seasons by a quarterback ever. And he was as a freshman, he no less. So look at his numbers that unbelievable. year. I mean, it was like, it, I looked him up yesterday writing the article, and I had forgotten how outrageous his numbers were. He had like 2,500 passing yards and like 1,400 rushing yards and 20 rushing touchdowns. It was insane. So anyways, I mean, that's not a huge factor because he's not going to be running the offense, most likely or calling the plays. But either way, when you can get a guy with his credentials for a position coach job, it looks like a good hire to me. Yeah, totally. I mean, do you remember, I don't if it was the Sugar Bowl or the Orange Bowl or what, but Johnny Football's freshman year, I want to say they played Oklahoma. They played somebody in a major bowl game where everybody thought they were going to get their their butts kicked and Johnny Football just balled out mm. and it was awesome. Did you look I, I can't remember what the game was. I remember losing uh, I'm trying to remember. I know they beat Alabama that year. It might have been Oklahoma. Uh I think they were Oklahoma dominant that like year. I think Sugar Bowl or something. But I, I Yeah, I think they were the first first SEC team with um 7,000 plus yards on offense. I mean, it was you know, one of the greatest offenses in in modern college football history so and i think you know you can bring that kind of those kind of kind of credentials you can tell kids hey i coached you know that helps in recruiting to have that kind of splash so uh i think it's a good hire jeff we appreciate your time man uh let's get a dub tonight do what you can all right thanks for having me fellas anytime take care brother jeff ehrman follow him at jeff underscore ehrman check out his website inside md sports get your phones out one o'clock it is Bleep you Thursday. Don't go anywhere. It's B. Mitchell Finley. So I texted B's that I want parlay odds of B. Enemy getting hired and Dan sells the team before the end of March. What odds did he send? He gave me minus 160 that B. Enemy gets hired and Dan minus 250. And I said, okay, what if I parlay it? And he sent me, I mean, he sent me this long paragraph of math. Oh, Lord. And I'm about to blow your head up. I tried to read it, B. I'll be honest. I mean, you, you read it. Just read it out loud. I can't even, like, process that. Ah. B. Mitch is getting his glasses on. 
Yeah, hold on. Let's ask. There's no way Jeff does. Parlay math. Landfill, do you know basic parlay math? Because I do not. You need to multiply the reciprocal value value with your bets. I'm already division, lost. Enter 100 <laughs> divided by 160. Reciprocal is 0.625. The next one is minus 250, which once again, 100 divided by 250, which is 0.40. Then take your bet amount, let's say $200, enter that, multiply it with the, uh, I am the reciprocal numbers, lost. then I don't add know these a words one mean. in front of it. So 200 times 1.625 times 1.40 equals 455. I have no idea. Then take away the 200. The only math I for need to know is profit, how to count to 60. This is just too much. For a profit of $255. Why, why of all the numbers do you need to know how to count to 60? You don't know how to count to 60? How many seconds are in a minute, JP? Why is that particularly important? Because time. We, we work on a radio station. Listen, when you work with me, the time ain't even that important. Now if you have an underdog, no reciprocal <laughs> needed, simply <laughs> add a two in front of it. Example plus one sixty. You multiply it. That sound you hear are millions of listeners just jumping off cliffs. Yeah, um, they loving this man. They figuring it out. So it's a net profit of two hundred and eighty-three dollars on a two hundred dollar bet. Two hundred will make me nine hundred eighty-three bucks. Yeah, in and he he ended ended the sentence of I mean, the whole text by saying, "No chance you understand this simple basic math." And what did what was my reply? Dude, I can't even read that. <laughs> <laughs> but bees, if you're telling me I get nine eighty three for a two hundred dollar bet, so I can put a hundred dollar bet and get four fifty ish. He said, "I bet landfill and B miss can. No way, Jeff can. No way. Jeff's not even listening. <laughs> Jeff doesn't even know. Jeff's so high, he doesn't even know what planet he's on. <laughs> so I have a serious. I'm not high. Plus five twenty. <laughs> plus <laughs> plus five twenty for you to understand it. <laughs> now, hold on, I want to ask a different plus question. Plus four eighty for Jeff, because we're about to go to bleep you. So if you, if you want, get your phones out. Get your keys out. Get your phones out. 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067. Bleep you Thursday's coming. The phone line's going to get packed. We've got Jeff locked in. He's ready to answer. Whoever you're mad at, it's time, it's time for the congregation I is mean, in you session. Might be bleeped. I'm getting bleeped? Yeah. In a cool way? No. By who? Jeff. Jeff just looked at you like he wanted to rip your head off, man. I feel like me and Jeff are cool, but whatever. It's Bleep You Thursday. Get, get whatever's on your chest off your chest. I got a serious question for everybody. The defenders are coming back. All right? XFL, D.C. defenders are coming back. Yeah. They're playing Sunday. True. I am definitely going to go to a defenders game. I'm, I'm going la- Sunday. Good for you. I'm not going Sunday. But last time they were here. Hopefully. I can find my, my email that offered me some tickets. I'm going to play a hunch. They'll get Brian Mitchell some tickets. Just p- going to play a hunch. Um, when was the last time they were here? It was before COVID, and then COVID closed everything down, right? Yeah, it was 2020. Yeah. Okay, so it was probably February of 20, and then March, everything, the world shut down. So it was fun, dude. I think I went to two games. I definitely went to one. Um, seems like the league is a bit different now because um, it's not Vince McMahon. Now it's The Rock. But whatever. I- I'm into it. I think the XFL and the USFL both are in a really good space now. Because With the betting? Gambling, dude. Yeah. People love betting on football. It's the best sport to bet on. And you know what? It might not be as good, but here's some football to bet on in March. And I, I will take it. And I think if they can get a little bit of a foothold, then you start playing fantasy and you start playing daily fantasy and 
And I think it could work, like as a product. I think they're they're coming in to just try and play these games and not, not try to compete. That's where they're going to right. Run. If they were trying to like, play in the fall, like all of trying to keep compete with the league with the NFL is not going to happen. Right, I, I totally agree. Now, specific to the defenders, how are we going? I, I'm asking for the four of us here. How are we going to handle this? Are we just going to kind of root for them and say, you know, cool? Are we going to, like, watch these games, be critical, offer analysis? Because I remember when they were here last time, they were kind of bad. They, they couldn't move. Their offense was bad. And Look, man, it got, I'm going to the game. If I see something that's good, I'm going to discuss it. If I see something that's bad, I'm going to discuss it. Okay. So, if anybody's interested, they open – Sunday, February night. Oh, it's at night. Yeah. That could change things for me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you must lie. Do you know Reggie Barlow is coaching the Defenders? Mm-hmm. Do you know who's coaching the Seattle Sea Dragons, the team they're playing? I'll give you a guess. At one point in time, he was Chris Russell's best friend. I wouldn't know who Chris Russell's best friend was. Landfill? Jim Hazlitt? Jim Hazlitt. Okay. Um, you see, people, how about this? People, They're giving away 10,000 rally towels to fans entering Audi Field. Chris had a lot of good friends. Then he don't like them the next day. Um, 10,000? 10,000. Okay. What was that? Nothing. I was thinking about when somebody else gave away some stuff. You know, the... The defenders, Landfill, are giving away 10,000 rally towels for their home opener. The commanders gave away 10,000 rally towels for the Sean Taylor Memorial Day. One of those numbers doesn't seem quite as it should. Um, I'm trying to get a little preview. All right, week one depth chart. You ready, B? Let's go. Who is the starting quarterback? For your D.C. defenders. Pop quiz, hot shot. Is that Tiamu? Yes, sir. Jordan Tiamu. Every time we mention Jordan Tiamu. I'm glad I just said the last name. I was about to say Francis for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's Francis Tiafo. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, we you got were talking a, about Francis yesterday. Yeah. We got to mention that back in 2020, this was the guy that started ahead of Taylor Heineke in, in the, for the Battle Hawks. <laughs> That's true. Shout yeah. out to the Battle Hawks. I think they won the title. Oh, no, the season got called off. Um, they, I think they were like 3-0 and or something. Hmm. All right, somebody name the player. Uh, Abram Smith. I'm just going to run through the names. Stop if you heard of them. Abram Smith, Josh Hammond, Jaquez Ezard. That one sounds familiar. Yes. Landville, look up where Jaquez Ezard went to college. Uh, the backup quarterback I've heard of, that's De'Aaron King, played at Miami. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, now, how about this? They have... A backup offensive lineman named Ty Clary. Is there any relationship to Ryan? That's what I'd like to know. Probably not. He's athletic. Oh, dude. Guys are athletic. He's not a relationship to Ryan. Was I think this dude was on the commander's training camp roster. Jacob Panusiak. Remember? He was like a high energy D N P A N A S U I K. Why are you looking at me like that? Because you asked him a question that I would not remember. Jeff, look that up, please. P-A-N-A-S-U-I-K. I think he was on the commander's roster. I remember people talking about the name. That's about it. But I don't remember nothing he did on the football field. 
Jaquez Ezard also returning kicks for them. Like that. Um, Jacob was an un- undrafted free agent with the commanders. I thought so. Dude, he had a pretty good camp. High energy, nose for the football. That's a guy to root for. People are just screaming in the That's hallway. That's Doc telling uh, Jeff to j- drop down and give him 10. Let's see it, Jeff. 10 Jeff probably can't Doc. do 10 push-ups. Legitimate. Uh, apparently, Jaquez Ezard was with the Commanders as a UDFA. Okay. All right. Lots of reasons to watch. B's going to be there. Perhaps I will, too. Take odds on that. Now, it's time for Bleep You Thursday. 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067. Whoever you're mad at. Now it's time to share your anger in a cathartic manner. Linnell showed up. I'm mad at him. It's a simple process. Don't go anywhere. It's time to support your favorite MLB superstars and let your voice be heard with the 2024 MLB All-Star Ballot presented by BuildSubmarines.com. Oh, what a shot. That's right. You get to help choose the starting lineups for the Midsummer Classic and decide who represents your team at the MLB All-Star Game presented by MasterCard this summer in Arlington. He makes the play. So make your picks today at MLB.com slash vote. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.